Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We're going to take a look at a Frank Miller comic uh, that is little talked about. What if Electra had lived? But first, I want to invite you guys to like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell icon so that we can notify you when new videos are available. And that does help mitigate the Kayfabe effect, which is whenever we put videos out at around 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, by midday, early afternoon, the comics that we talk about, they just disappear off of Amazon and eBay at this point. Uh, if they are not no longer in print, the, the prices kind of skyrocket as the day goes by. Um, also, if you watch these, these videos to the very end, that helps uh, push the YouTube algorithm out to other, uh, to other comic-loving uh, YouTube viewers who've not yet seen cartoonist kayfabe material who haven't subscribed yet helps us grow our numbers and uh, because we have just recently hit about 61,000 uh, it's only 10% of the way to uh, 610,000 uh, subscriber base that, that we're looking to get to Jimmy uh, why not crack open another Frank Miller what if comic in the uh, the daredevil pantheon of uh, comics that he has put together and uh, this one in specific it's written by him so it's not like uh you know what's with some scripter or something like that it's completely his thing he's kind of built his his whole arc pretty much with uh with daredevil and this is a nice uh, addendum piece because it kind of fits in with what he's already established uh one of the old maxims of of writing you could you could see uh a lot of conversations with novelists and uh probably in comic terms most popularly if you seen like the chris claremont documentary uh, about his his x-men he's sitting there with Anne nocenti and louise simonson and they're talking about how they torture the characters that they love most man like they had an affinity for kitty pride and the paces that they put that girl through were insane and uh, i think this might be a frank miller example of uh, his relationship to the Matt Murdock character who he spent probably uh, two and a half, three, maybe four years with, uh, if you count all, all the drawing, uh, because this story is laid out a little differently than a lot of other What If comics in that there is the actual, like, sort of quote-unquote real-world part of, of the story that is the kind of bookend, and the Watcher doesn't show up as, like, some galactic Harold, uh, you know, who's sitting on an asteroid watching things go down, like he's coming to the grave site and telling the story. He's always cloaked in shadows, so it could just be, you know, some sort of hand sensei for all you, for all he cares. And uh, let's just torture Matt Murdock with what could have been if we're going Stephen Hawking, string theory, alternate reality. Uh, in some cosmic universe, there is a time, there is a place, any time where you and Electra live happily ever after. Yeah, it's a, it's a that's a good framework, Ed, because this is one of those stories that's a heart a heartstring tugger yeah. compared to some of these what ifs, and uh, yeah, I think that sets it up really well. There, there's other interesting details, and I want to just point out not a Frank Miller cover, which is kind of a, a funny choice because the flip side is, and we've looked at several what ifs that are good, you know, that, that I that I consider to be good comics. And the key is you've got a concept, but you also have the A-list guy showing up to do it yeah. in Frank Miller. So, you know, who else could do a What If Electra Had Lived? It makes me wonder if this plants the seeds for things like Electra Lives Again. Um, you know, it's Miller continuing to sort of like revolve around that character. And as to the part of putting Murdoch or any of your characters through the ringer, 
that's also how you get a baby face over in wrestling, yeah. right? Like, like you just want them down and selling. <laughs> you gotta make them, make them bleed, man. Get that crowd angry at that <laughs> at that heel that's inflicting the pain. So it's it's a it's a classic storytelling trope that that transcends comics, but a really cool comic. And the other piece is Terry Austin on Inks, who yes. we would see in Daredevil one ninety one, I believe, Miller's swan song on the Daredevil series. But it's kind of cool to see Terry Austin here, and I mean you can see it on that very first page. A very different approach than what we would get from a Klaus Jansen who did so much great finishing on Daredevil but uh, you get to start to see like that Miller line art that we're gonna see carry over into Ronin and uh, some some other stuff so glad you brought that up man because this I believe is the stuff that like Scott Williams and the image guys are gonna start to fixate on as they begin to develop their careers man uh, for those playing at home of course this is an Ides comic that I got coverless uh, $1 price point uh, on on this one. I got, actually got this a long time ago. A FYI, I also paid a dollar for this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's use the, the, the covered version. And uh, off the bat, just the clarity of storytelling. It has, it has all the earmarks of good comic book storytelling. You, you, you have your establishing shot. We clearly know where this character is. And then one of the things you have to do, like... Let's get a good look of this main character. Try to get that in as quick as possible. And we get that good face shot. Enter stage left or right. So, you know, some other schmuck. And he's at the grave of Electra. Let the games begin. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you by the comics that Ed Piscor and I make. If you want to support Cartoonist Kayfabe, pick up our comic books. Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness is my latest comic. It's in comic shops everywhere right now. A retelling of the 60-year history of The Incredible Hulk featuring me as writer, artist, colorist, letterer. This is my version of the Hulk paying homage to some of the great cartoonists that have come before me. Pick this up wherever you buy comics. Red Room Trigger Warnings, now available in comic shops everywhere. Banned in 23 countries and 11 comic shops, but even those comic shops that ban it can pick it up for you. You can pre-order or maybe able to pull it out from underneath the counter. Murder on the Dark Web for fun and profit. This is the second season, but every issue is self-contained, so whichever one you come across, pick it up. It's the perfect, complete story in each issue. And the Antisocial Network is the collection of the first season of Red Room, again, available wherever you pick up your comics. Jimmy, can we look at that backdrop before we get out of here? All right, we're done paying the bills, man. Uh, let's get back to the video. Looking for a new way to enjoy your favorite comics and manga? Comixology Unlimited has you covered. With Comixology Unlimited, you get unlimited access to an unrivaled library of over 40,000 digital comics, manga, and graphic novels featuring content from over 125 publishers and thousands of independent creators from around the world. And if that's not enough, you can also save up to 15% when buying select new and current comics. Try Comixology Unlimited today with a free 30-day trial and then just $5.99 a month afterwards. For details, visit Amazon.com slash Comixology Unlimited or click the link below this video. I always wonder with pencilers like this if they take something from seeing how Terry Austin interprets their pencils. Because again, I go to Ronin after this and, yeah. and there's so much more line work in Ronin that feels different than Daredevil. But there is that bridge of Terry Austin doing a, a few issues, a couple issues of Miller. And I wonder if Miller saw that and went, yeah, I could do that. that yeah. That's an interesting uh, interpretation of what I'm doing in, in lead. This is fun because we see an image quite like this in the regular comic. And I think I think this might even be lifted from uh, an older page from, from like one of the monthly comics. Yeah, where... I wondered about that. that. That would have been worth looking up because it is very similar. And certainly some of these panels, like like, I think that happens. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I think this bit Even happens. Because this. <laughs> it's kind of awkward and weird. And if that's the case, I wonder, like, is Austin, like, inking over... What's he inking over? Yeah. This is funny because this is, like, uh, whatever you would call female impotence. You know, she's, <laughs> she's ready to, like, plunge him with her gimmick, and then he recognizes her. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> I just, just came to mind. Uh, George, George Takei uh, from... from uh, Star Trek. He was he was on Stern talking about like his 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 gay romps in Central Park in in New York City and stuff. And there's a place called the Ramble or the Rambles or something in Central Park where they're just like you just walk down this path and there's like a guy sitting there. He's ready to suck you off. There's a guy with his pants down, sort of bent over. He's ready to take it up the butt. And you could just like choose what you want. And he went like met with some du random dude in 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 Central Park. And a guy looked at him and said, Sulu. And he was done. He like he was like, all right, I'm just going home. Man. Oh, I'm, man. I'm going back to my hotel. That's what this moment is, man. That's funny. She's ready to do yes. her business on him, and he's like, hey, hey, I know you. She's like, get out of here. You know, I imagine that's George Takei, and that's that's the the fella that he met, man, that recognized him. This panel looks really familiar to me as well. I feel like uh, a lot of these, if they're not exact replicas, they're they're definitely a, there's a counter panel to them. Miller's allowing himself a lot of air on these pages and whenever we see the modern day sequence it's usually mm -hmm. buttressed by lots of negative space on the page. Almost Barry Windsor Smith-esque uh, hatching on the... There's Barry Smith pieces man and uh, <laughs> I was talking with uh, Jeff Darrow about this yesterday man like this part right here like all the image guys saw that right there right that furrowed brow piece. Totally. Absolutely right and you know We've seen that with Barry Windsor Smith. These are like the Ronin ticks that, mm -hmm. that we're going to see. These like three hatched pieces together that don't quite touch. Yeah, it feels like there's definitely some stuff being worked out. And and you're right about like that counterpart like to the, I don't know, real life happening. It's it's kind of neat how that how he denotes that. Miller does that in different books where mm -hmm. it's like clearly this is a different setting and we're going to cross cut. And then there's some visual cue to let you know what that the the separate uh, settings there. When he was doing the Wolverine miniseries, also every single page had uh, some some error around a panel. There would always be an open panel mm -hmm. on every single page, and it really, it really had this nice kind of clarity. Like it was easy on the eyes kind of approach. It makes me wonder if something brought that to his attention that he was like, okay, let's experiment with this direction. Yeah, like the cynical part of me doesn't want to just go to the place of a uh, little less to draw. Well, there are practical. <laughs> Every action has a, uh, a side effect. He was a busy fellow. Here's another kind of like quitus interruptus kind of piece, man, where, where uh, Matt Murdock was about to reveal who he really was, but then pumps the brakes on that, sends Foggy on his way, says that he has some people to uh, to look into things to help him out. Yeah, and story-wise, you know, she fails to kill Foggy, and this guy shows up and says, you know, I, I have a collection of assassins give us some jobs and, and we'll take care of this so the first job of course is take out Electra. you know in the comics that would have been bullseye but as we saw in the beginning that guard didn't hesitate so bullseye is not available but there is a cadre of assassins ready to go i feel like that's a quintessential miller pose you know there's a little little gangly little awkward little weird but works plenty yeah the cityscape behind them even that sky's kind of cool with the color I think part of it is like we've seen guys who like master like weight like like Kirby even like can like even though he'll do that 
weird contrapasto crazy foreshortening it still feels like the character standing on something miller for this period he would do these things and, and the characters would feel floaty to me yes yeah it kind of makes sense for a character like daredevil this is a weird panel yeah. you know like there's some perspective there that's not quite right um, it gets the job you know it, it communicates the idea but it's uh it's a weird panel i do think that uh he's he's exercising that little bit of stagecraft where you you want to sell a whole room with just uh mm -hmm. you know the desk and windows like you know just selling that we got like a little shitty walk up and are these the assassins jim these these these, <laughs> these goofballs you know what these these assassins are hilarious some of them note note their uh, outerwear because some will be wearing jackets long sleeves and jackets and some are shirtless <laughs> i feel like even her outfit man like when you're trying to like mess around uh probably ain't like the greatest idea to have like all these like little attachments that can bind you up and choke you off yeah look at these guys man <laughs> inexplicable what's the temperature and why are they operating with no shirts <laughs> they're overheated it's the coke that does it dude's even wearing a hat so it's it's a whole it's a whole it's very uh, conscious his outfit he kept it on also after getting kicked in the jibs that's impressive it's a good spread right yes got you know solid 10 10 panels wordless so we're moving fast you know it's an action sequence you're not getting the stanley dialogue in here the some of the stuff i like about miller is uh he makes sure like he uses the real estate right and why mm -hmm. punch one guy when you could punch two in, like in continuous fashion you almost have to if you're selling the idea of there's 20 of these guys against her so like you could never have a one-on-one -on -one shot you know it's it is it's what do you want to communicate and the communication is there's a gang of these dudes she gets clipped the numbers are against her miller will expand upon the this uh, ornamental stuff in later periods but you know this is shades of ronin like you like his interests are at least in a certain place I look at this panel and I see John Romita Jr. and Al Williamson. I know from, what you mean. From uh, several years later, it's so interesting to see almost a glimpse of the future now, knowing what we what we know. There's a lot of uh, weird stuff in here because, like Terry Austin, on some panels, really kind of turns it into almost like a house style looking comic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to think how close to a house style it is, even though these page layouts, you know, like there's a symmetry that Miller brings that I think's a little bit atypical. Yeah, but overall i mean daredevil was kind of a regular superhero figure of that time period there's nothing too exaggerated about him compared to other marvel comics like that house style element it, it is still there doesn't his face feel super mechanical it's almost like terry austin's using a straight edge on some of these hatches or something that would be my criticism both of terry austin and of that generation of image inkers oh, yeah. that followed where it's like it's it's kind of perfect mm -hmm. you know it, it'd be digital coloring i would criticize in the early 2000s where it's just they're too good they're too precise the black eyes is a good touch for a blind fella yeah and of course what's matt murdoch find but the wounded electra hiding out in his brownstone yeah man little bird got her wing clipped it's such a tragic moment knowing what happens in the uh in the regular series too to have this moment like if you're a daredevil reader you're feeling this sure yeah like and it's the it's the moment that like he sort of didn't get to have exactly more of that kind of mechanical face stuff austin playing with a little more than pen it looks like also mm -hmm. and the black blood the outlaw comics uh black ink for blood it's an outlaw comics kind of image you take the color off of it it's it's uh stiff it's a big head it's pretty wonky and and would fit comfortably in a caliber comic of uh, 1987. 
Yeah, I like this inking around her head. It's uh, there's no exact holding line for her head, so you see those crosshatch edges just like going going against you know making that shape, but it's not a clean edge. That would be a fun uh, piece of original artwork to look at. Lest we forget that it's a noirish, of course, crime kind of comic. Got to have the blind, and not a Frank Miller comic without those blinds. And now we're back in the uh, in 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 the uh, law offices of Murdoch and Foggy Nelson, and no Matt Murdoch for days. What's going on? They're starting to worry. Foggy goes over to to a Matt's crib. Real estate agent shows up, shows him the place, and he's like, "Hold up, this is Matt Murdoch's place, right?" She's like, "I don't know about that, but it's for sale." Yeah, that happens quick. <laughs> and this is where let's just uh, let's just destroy Matt Murdock's uh, psyche, right? Because here it is. This is the this is the love you'll never get to have. Right? It, like, isn't it beautiful? In some timeline, there is a Matt Murdock with electric nachos, or however you say her name. You know, enjoying and frol frolicking on the, the the beaches of Hawaii or whatever. Yeah, and you see those yellows and oranges contrast, complementary colors of the of the dark blues and purples. And just just take all the wind out of your boy's sails, why don't you? <laughs> Do not let this pain you. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think was gonna happen, Watcher? Oh, oh Watu the Watcher is a freaking sadist, man. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> and so he tells him this thing, and is like, enjoy, take care. Leaves the guy to his own devices, man. And you get your short story kind of bookend, right? Opening shot, same as your closing shot. Maybe Miller's a sadist. Yeah, by the way, if you're Murdoch, aren't you going like, thanks, Watcher, what do you think I was thinking about standing <laughs> over my fallen love's uh, tombstone here? Appreciate you spelling it out. <laughs> it's funny as shit, man. This is one of those things where, like, you become a young Miller fan, you discover your Sin Cities, and then you start tracking down the backlog. This is like one of the last ones that you get. It is. This this could be a Wildstorm panel circa 1994. It really could. Aaron Wiesenfeld could have... Gr Grifter. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally did. <laughs> Same consideration for background details. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a better umbrella than uh, Brett, Bo Brett Booth could could wield probably slightly better you're right though I, I i tracked this down later this was one of my last miller daredevil things to get hold of mostly because i didn't know it existed yeah and it's cool the backup feature here is ditko it is ditko and then i'm like what who cares about what is this character is this some doctor strange bullshit that we don't know about because i don't recognize anybody till you get here uh tigra is that her name <laughs> yeah 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 there it is Boy, his uh, Dicko's Watcher, very strange, very strange version. Yeah, looks they, like he's not healthy. <laughs> very few people pull it off very well. You know, even even Miller, we saw what his big bulky one looked like in that Agent of Shield <laughs> one. Right. So so he opted to keep that that motherfucker in shadows. Toga Watcher. This time, <laughs> there it is, man. Another Frank Miller What If comic in the uh, the Daredevil bibliography. It's a fun one. Yeah, it's pretty good. And again, like when What If was on, like it had a good run. Yeah. There's and, several standout issues, especially in those uh, those early volumes. And really worth it to to just see, you know, the the Terry Austin approach on those uh, Miller pages for about 15, 20 pages. That's my big takeaway. Absolutely. More than anything, it feels like a bridge to where Miller was going. Totally, Ben. You good to go? Yes. Okay, favors like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, we'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design Monster and Hulk Grand Design Madness. My retelling of the 60-year history of The Incredible Hulk is now in comic book shops everywhere. Pick that up wherever you buy your comics. I am writing, drawing, lettering, coloring, doing the whole show. So double-sized issues, well worth your money, and uh, perfect for the new Hulk reader or the longtime fan. And you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug. 
Red Room Trigger Warnings Issue 1, 2, and 3 are in stores now. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. Every issue is completely self-contained. Banned in 28 countries. Banned in 10 comic shops. Uh, so if you're near one of those comic shops, you gotta order these comics online. Uh, hit up my link tree in the description below this video. It'll take you to the Fantagraphics uh, website where you can order and pre-order Red Room comics. You can hit up my Patreon and read comics online that way. There's an archive of more than 200 pages up there as we speak and I put new strips up every Tuesday for the price of three bucks. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. That's another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Jimmy, give them the mar marching orders. We'll be on our way. Read more comics.